Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Ironfist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. I'm Carl Stout. I'm Rebecca Bradell. And today we are going to be covering Iron Fist number six of the new series. Um, and yes, but first I just wanted to point out to any fellow Punisher fans that Garth Ennis, the Punisher King, well... Debatably, the Punisher King, along with Chuck Dixon, I guess. It's up to you which one you prefer. Anyway, um, Garth Ennis is coming back to do Punisher, so I thought I would inform everyone of that. He is doing a Punisher series in Vietnam, which looks like it's set before Punisher Born or something. But yeah, uh, keep an eye on that, because I never thought they would get Garth Ennis back for Punisher, but here we are. So, And the show is coming out soon, I guess. So if you're a Punisher fan, it seems like it's a pretty good time. Yep. Um, yep. And, and, and uh, he's going to be in Defenders, we believe, right? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there was a hint of him in the last teaser trailer. So I think okay. he's going to at least show up, if not. The Stanley yeah. one, yeah. And there was, and we already talked about the Johnny Blaze stuff last week, or last episode, I should say, so we won't bother yeah, covering yeah, yeah. Um, Yay! Yeah, so that'll be good. But, yeah, so let's get on to Iron Fist. Hooray. And let's talk about this amazing cover, shall we? I love it. Even though Iron Fist doesn't look like Iron Fist. Um, and Shang-Chi doesn't look like angry Eric Estrada. That's, I'm all right with that. <laughs> I and love he looks like cover. he's a previous Iron Fist. But, you know, the cover, the, uh, the cover is awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to describe. We've got Shang-Chi front and centre, and then Danny's in the back doing a big leg kick, and he's got a crane with him and a little blue flower. And Master of Kung Fu is on the... in uh, Oriental-style text is down the side. It's very nice. A crane. I said a crane, didn't I? I don't know. Yeah. It's early. Yeah, I know. Poor you. A <laughs> yeah, uh, crane... Um, yeah. Yeah, Crane is in the bed, by the way. I mean, I don't think anyone would have oh, taken construction that. Construction equipment. equipment. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's some cool designs going on on this cover. I'm not really quite sure how to describe them, um, but it's an amazing cover. Definitely look at it. I say this about nearly every cover, but this is definitely one of my favorites so yeah. far. If this cover doesn't get you excited, then... I've heard a lot of people say they put this one up as a poster out of all of them. Yeah. I believe this was the cover to the 12-inch single Everybody Was Kung Fu Fighting back from 1970. <laughs> it does look like a 70s album cover to me. Yeah, it totally does. Well, there they do, they disco do seem beat to going wanna, in the background. They do seem to want to bring it back, so to speak. So, yeah. Shang-Chi is anyway, wearing flares. We go in and... Uh, we it, it pretty much just recaps what happened in the past five issues very briefly, and so basically the where Danny is right now is yep he's all confident again and stuff and now he wants to find his way back to Kunlun. And, and it's like Ed Brisson, well, we, Mike Perkins, Andy Troy, Rebecca's favorite colorist, BC Travis Lanham, letterer Jeff Deckel today's cover artist and the rest of the people did what they did also yeah all the producers and executives and the editors yeah same as always all the suits uh, yeah. so I mean basically Danny had the I know this is I know this isn't really a direct fo- it's kind of a follow up to living weapon kind of not but I mean Danny did have the option to go back to Kunlun with the new Thunderer but he chose not to so there's that. Yeah. It's like you had your chance, Danny. But anyway, so yeah, we go on to the first page, and it's reminiscent again of the first issue. Mm-hmm. It's raining. It's gloomy. He's on a plane. 
beautifully purple. But, yeah, he's he's feeling better now, though I guess. Um, so yeah, he's been away for a few months, and yeah, he's just recapping what we just said. He's you know been on a journey of self discovery, and now he just figured out he just needed to go home. And as they're pulling up to the tarmac, In there's Vancouver. these cloaked figures. I've never been to Vancouver. No, I just thought it was interesting that that he's going to Vancouver. Or he's touching down in Vancouver. Yeah, why is he going there? I don't know. But yeah, there's these guys who... Yeah, these weird-looking cultist-looking people who look like they've come all the way from uh, Iron Fist Breathless. Mm. Way back. Which I'm sure not many of you have read. But it's good. <laughs> Except Carl hates the art. And I'm not a big fan of the art either, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, the art just throws me because it's like too much flavor to the anime. Mm. It's not it's not really anime, it's just it's very cartoony. Um, which I guess the anime is Japanese cartoons, but whatever. Um <laughs> we'll get to that when we eventually cover that. But yes, so yeah, well, I don't really know what happens here, so maybe one of you guys can... Apparently the cultists caused Danny to have extremely painful gas cramps, which causes him to make that face. Oh, yeah, actually, I'll point out Danny's face looks like it has been beaten up as well. Yeah, he's still got he's the black got, eye. like, a swollen eye, yeah. Then in the next page, he doesn't have it anymore, but... Nah, you know. You know. He does have cheat <laughs> healing available to him now. So, so, so he just decided to use it at that point. Right, <laughs> yeah. I'll get rid of this black eye now. I'm mm-hmm. a bit sick of it. So the pilot of this jumbo jet carrying hundreds of people decides to swerve off the runway because the about nine Fruit Loops in raincoats are standing in the way. Because, you know, Did he? nine people's lives over hundreds did he swerve, or did the plane get thrown off track by whatever the hell's going on there? It's not I'm, really clear. I'm I'm going to say it swerved, because from what we've seen, these people don't have any powers other than they're completely brainwashed. So well, we'll the, plane that, hits a, the plane hits a luggage cart, snapping off part of its landing gear, causing the plane to bottom out and lose a wing. The way the lines are drawn, though, it looks like the luggage cart's moving towards the plane, like it's being thrown or something. Yeah. That's rain. It's the rain, I think. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love this run, I will say one of the things, it's a bit confusing to tell what is going on sometimes. Yeah. And this is probably the most uh, blazing example we've had so far, no pun intended. Yeah. yeah, okay, so he swerves out of the way and hits a luggage thing, which hits off the wheel and blows the plane up. I'm sure there's so many things wrong with this panel. Um, any angry pilots reading this, feel free to write in and just discuss <laughs> all of the incorrect things that's happening uh, here right now, because even I think this is a bit ludicrous. But anyway, uh, plane wing just snaps off in an explosion. Um I'm not entirely sure how, but it happens. Uh, everyone's freaking out inside. Um, Danny protects someone by smashing onto something, falling down and stopping it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm trying to make sense of this. If you guys yeah, want to do, I think that's exactly it. what happens. I think he uses his fist to stop something falling on these couple of people. Looks like woman and child. Um, yeah. And then they're saying thank you, and he's like, I'll go get help, and then everything's going to be fine. Traditional superhero kind of thing to say. Uh, the, thing, the thing I don't really understand is how did a simple wing snapping off lead to a giant eight foot by six foot wide ripped open opening in the side of the plane? Let's not get too caught up in that. Because <laughs> I don't want to sit just, and dis- so I don't want to. I just don't want to sit and discuss the plane for too long. Like, this is why we need... Okay, so we need we need someone from China or who can speak Chinese, and we need a pilot. 
Well, my father-in-law used to work in air traffic control and would probably happily tell us everything wrong with it, but I'm not going to ask him. Oh. Because I I don't think it's that important. (laughs) That's just not dedication right there. I thought (laughs) you were dedicated. It would also mean having a conversation with him. Yeah, that's fair enough. (laughs) Well... We get to the first snappy comment from Danny. Yeah. I don't know what you people want, but those outfits don't scream, we're here to help. <laughs> and the cultists are, Danny Rad, Daniel Rad, we are. You're here to yeah. fight me, or kill me, or whatever. I've done this dance before, and there's a lot of innocent people on that plane. You let them get the help they need, then you and I can fight it up all you want. I just love the, this. Just for the record, don't cut me off here. Gonna make me miss okay. the most important part of this panel. Wee wee wee. Okay, from now on, I'm just gonna cut Carl off at every opportunity because there's nothing of value to say. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love the coloring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the the drawing, like those sirens and the reflection in the rain, like the rain, this whole the rain blobs on the floor, amazing. This whole sequence is really comfy. Like it's, it's in... just so. Really deep purples and pinks and blues, and it's really nice. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. It's um, and like these, uh, I'll say it again. These guys are straight out of Iron Fist: Breathless. They're the okay. same speech bubbles, as well. Uh, same clothes. They're not from Iron Fist: Breathless, by the way, but it's just Very uncannily yeah. similar. Um, with much better art in this case, though. But then Danny puts his mask on because clearly he can't fight without it. Um, That's right. You know. Keeps the rain out of his eyes. Right. It I guess does at this point, which has probably been like this for ages, I mean, he hasn't had to protect his identity in such a long time. It's When he puts that on, you know, he's the Iron Fist. Yeah. It's mm. adopting his warrior's garb, so to speak, which is why he does it. And um, he gets so, his final little yeah. snark in. I've got to warn you, I just whipped a bunch of Kung Fu Masters in Nylon filled with Kung Fu Masters. That basically makes me the Kung Fu champion of the world. Now, if that's <laughs> not a setup, I don't know what and is. Yeah. yeah, no one's sent an invite to Shang-Chi to that tournament either. It's pretty rude if you ask it's, me. Well, but... they, they wanted the Kunlun, you know, Chi, so... Oh, so it's an elitist snobby. Yeah, it was. Did you not? It was totally elitist and snobby. We don't want normal people here. They also didn't think Shang-Chi was like a fake champion. So, probably. That's true. Yeah. That's true. The whole thing was a big political boogaloo, um, which is usual with Kunlun stuff these days. Actually, well, all the time. Anyway, yeah, so... Correct. The cultists apparently do have some shared power. Yeah, they've certainly got some electricity going. Activate your electro powers and charge the ground and... I believe that's the actual cop cars, not the cops themselves flying through the air, so that's some juice. We get a big... You know what this means? Now we have to go back and reanalyze the plane scene. No! No no. No going back. And he sees them, you know, pop the cop cars, and he's like, okay, okay, I see you got some tricks, too. He's so, he sounds so jaded and tired. Jaded and tired, Danny, is... is oh, that's just me. That. That's why he sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then creepy Again, cultists. Yeah. Kill him, kill Daniel Rand, kill Rand, him, Rand, kill, kill, kill. Uh, <laughs> I'll point That's out Danny. again Ugh. that as this series goes on, I feel like Danny just is starting to act more and more like Orson Randall, just with his mannerisms. And just he seems very. Danny's just like. His humor's gotten very. Really? He's, it's very dry humor now, as opposed to uh, quips or Spider Man sort of humor, which Danny did for a while. Yeah. If you guys know what I mean. I know exactly um, what I mean. I mean, he even references it in, I think, one of the Daughters of the Dragon okay. uh, comics. Talks about, like, um, trying to get his quips a bit more like Spider-Man. Ah, uh, right. So Danny cracks one of the cultists in the face, and then we get a bubble that pops up from the contact. And they specifically highlight that with a circle around the hand, yeah. leading to a line to the block. Of yeah. 
the crazy god guy from 300. Frank Miller's 300. (laughs) There you go. Who thought he was a god, saying, Daniel. And that dude was pretty tall, so. Bent over, grabbing his head, going, oh, what the hell was that? Figure it out later for now. Focus as he touches another one. And again, Daniel. What is happening over there? And uh, here he is trying. He's basically panel for panel. Again, we've got some great uh, side-to-side panels filling up the entire pages with these little cuts in of this weird-looking nose ring-wearing scaly pebble-toothed guy saying, Daniel, succumb. Do not fight. Yeah, I love it. And kicking as he's, yeah. his, main, his main personal concern, though, is trying to keep the passengers safe. Yeah. I mean, it, it, as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, I'm a huge fan of cults, and this this is right up my bag. And I love, I love the paneling. I love any creative paneling that goes on. And it's nice. I, yeah, it, it's nicely done. Like, the signaling's great. Um, I know a lot of times they just do it with, without doing the little lines towards the kicks, but they're kind of fun, and it's it's different. I like it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Danny is... Uh, he tells passengers he wants to lure them away for the plane, but then they just start swarming over Danny as he's talking to them. And they're basically saying, give yourself up. Give yourself over to the seer is the term they use, or they start killing innocents. So Danny's like, all right, you let them go, and I'll surrender, pretty much. But then, thwack, Iron Fist looks behind him. Now we get an ad. (laughs) And then... (laughs) And then we have Shang-Chi here. He's Iron Fist. You are in danger. And there's just three slumped uh, brainwashed cultist people around him. And yeah, so Shang-Chi's showing up, guys. So we've talked about Shang-Chi a lot on this show, but this is the first time he's actually showed up in an issue that we're talking about, which is pretty crazy. Um, Yeah, it's awesome. But yes. Son of Fu Manchu, who apparently Marvel lost the rights to, but since Marvel created Shang-Chi, they can still use him. Uh... So for a while, they weren't even able to use the name Fu Manchu. So they were like calling him the one or the one you don't speak of. It was very weird. And I think they did drop the name again in one of the last runs. Not the very last run, but I think the one before it. He worked for years and years and years with MI6. Had his own little gang of... uh, Howling Commandos, you could say, from Britain with him, all with their special talents, fighting the workings of Fu Manchu. Um, the, the funniest thing about the old school Shang-Chi comic books is whoever wrote those suckers, there is literally like 11 comic books worth of dialogue in every single issue. That was one of the funniest things. I used to buy... 20 comic books a week back in the day when uh, Shang-Chi was actually published and I would like read all 19 comics in like 45 minutes and then I would get to the Shang-Chi issue and it would take me an hour to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, ba- in buying back issues, you're definitely going to get your money's worth. <laughs> it's not an image I, comic. Yeah. I remember I picked like years ago I mean, in 2011, I picked up, like, a random... Because I didn't really know who Shang-Chi... I didn't really know much about Shang-Chi at the time. And, I like, I didn't even know Master of Kung Fu was Shang-Chi. And I just picked up, like, a Master of Kung Fu book. And it came... It was all black and white. It came with about six stories. And they were all really cool, really awesome. And I just... I hope it's something they bring back. Um... Like and also, he is Shang Chi is considered the number one unenhanced martial artist in the Marvel universe, and I say that because <sighs> Black Panther is considered a martial artist because of his fighting style, but he is also considered now enhanced because of now they're saying the the metal 
from Wakanda because it's also in the soil is affecting the vegetables that the animals and the people eat. So he's apparently not normal. Which if you ever read any Black Panther, it's kind of obvious with the stuff he pulls off. Of course, they're also saying yeah. that Batman is now a metahuman also. They're talking, it seems to be some comics suggest it, others suggest he's not. So that seems to be a little bit up in the air. Yeah, yeah Batman. Batman's always all over the place. With this yeah, sort of stuff I, I read two stories over two days with one saying this comic suggests he is, this comic suggests he isn't. So um, I only read the main Batman comic. So I feel like they should just yeah have Justice League comic have Batman in it, but all the Batman solo stuff just keep it smaller scale. Yeah, and you can you know it's always like all the all the good Batman stories, all the great Batman stories. They're not. You know, with other... Well, I guess there's some with Superman, but, like, most of them, they're just smaller-scale stuff, like the Long Halloween, you know, mysteries, detective stuff. Like, Carl's favourite uh, Bronze Age, Dennis O'Neill, right? Um, those stories are really great. Anyway, uh, back on to thing. Um, yeah, so Shang-Chi being, like, the top unenhanced martial artist... You think that's impressive, but then you think about it, and you're like, well, in Marvel, there's not that many non-enhanced people. Not hand you know, to so hand. Shang- you've yeah, Shang-Chi's like... Stuff, so, but yeah, there's not many. So he's better than the cat. <laughs> oh, he um, has a cat in one comic, which I like. Just saying. Um, I mean, I guess if we're talking real talk here, though, Shang-Chi is pretty much... he's Like, if he, he, he can hold his own against... I mean, obviously, one of the big debates with Iron Fist and Shang-Chi is that's still been unresolved, is who was actually better at fighting out of the two. And obviously, on this podcast, you'll probably see us leaning towards one side. <laughs> but, yeah. I'll put it this way. I feel like Shang-Chi could beat up Wolverine. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, the, there's that fun one where he and Danny are training him, um, Wolverine, isn't there? I mean, I think it depends, how, you know, like, which which age of Wolverine you <laughs> pick. Like, because, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, I mean, it depends. It's always hard to put someone without powers next to someone with powers, especially, right. yeah. I mean, there was, there was another Black Panther comic where Danny was all juiced up and mind-controlled and Shang-Chi took him out, but then it's like, well, Danny was mind-controlled, so, you know... But yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll find out soon mm-hmm. who we're in a fight. Hmm. But anyway, Danny yes. looks Danny looks delighted <laughs> to see him though. He's yep, got a, yep. It's the first time we've seen him smile in a while. He's got a smirk on Danny, his face. Yeah. Thanks for he looks like he's aged. He looks like he's aged about twenty years <laughs> from um. Pound Man and Iron Fist that recently. Well, he's yeah, that, that dream. That's right, what yeah. happens when you wipe out the tree of immortality, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You turn into Orson Randall. Yeah. <laughs> They're both pretty good at ruining things in Kunlun. Um, <laughs> so uh, we go on to the next panel, and uh, Danny and Shang-Chi are standing back to back. Danny's One of Danny's fists is glowed up, and Shang-Chi saying, Strike to stun. Inflicting only as much harm as necessary to stop your opponent, and Danny's like, "Well, in case you're missing, in case you missed the opening salvo, these cloaks just crash my plane and are trying to kill me." Uh, so Shang Chi's essentially saying, "Be gentle," and Danny's like, "Why should I?" But then Shang Chi points out that they aren't in control of their actions. So this is where we find out that they're essentially mind controlled. Yeah. They are called the sight servants to the one called the seer. As of again, Danny just punches one directly in the face with the iron <laughs> fist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised his head didn't fly off. Uh. <laughs> like, can, yeah. <laughs> Pull your punches, uses the iron fist immediately. <laughs> He's not very good with instructions. What if this guy's like a janitor or something who's just mind controlled? Or he's, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, that's. A janitor could be buff. In fact, a janitor's probably buff. What if this guy's a desk jockey? He's been... Never no, mind. It's probably inflicted a lot of damage, unlike what Shang suggested. Yeah. So Danny comes to the conclusion that that's why... That must be why this creep keeps popping in my head every time I touch these clowns. And Shang, she's like, they've taken, he's taken over their minds. They're merely as puppets. They feed off one another. The more 
of them there are, the stronger his telekinetic capabilities. We need to divide them and weaken them. And Danny's like, why are they coming after me? As one reaches up and actually touches Danny on the face. And we get a little cut in from the seer going, give in. And uh, Shang-Chi's kicking butt, literally. Yeah, telling Danny there's a contract out on his life. Um, he found out about it and he came to warn him. Uh, it seems that the site seeks to collect the bounty. And Danny's like, well, who put out a contract on me this time? And Shang's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then um, Danny is literally rocking the Captain Kirk outfit here. Yep. Um, <laughs> Shirt, the shirt's yeah. coming off. Yeah. It has there's, to happen. It's contractually strap, obligated. On. Shirts have to be lost in fights if you're male. You know why Captain Kirk's shirt always looks like that? What? <laughs> Well, they had they had like his normal shirt and his damaged shirt, mm-hmm. but so like they didn't want to have different costumes, so they just had like the damaged shirt for every time his shirt got damaged, it looked the exact same. So uh, they, only, they only had two shirts, and one of them was that one. So yeah. Anyway, Danny's shirt's falling off now, and they're chasing cultists. Um, and one's running away, and Shang Chi suggests that the runner here may have some answers. Remember and we, like this, yeah. yeah. They're running out the airport, and as they leave the airport, everything goes from pinks and blues to greens, yeah. and like very much brighter colours. Security is yelling at the cultists, cultist, which leads to nothing. Yeah. And then I'm sorry, but this next panel of Danny and Shang Chi running in looks like they're actually entering a skating rink. <laughs> it does a little bit. It still looks great, though. Yeah. Like, this colouring. I'm absolutely in love with it. I love these colours. They're very kind of... They're, they're not ones you usually see. And we're seeing a bit more of them in comics right now, but traditionally I don't remember seeing many of these mixes of colours. Um, I like yeah. them a lot. And they're basically running down into the metro station that's in the airport. Um, so there's a lot of colouring like this in the old 70s series now that I think about it. Uh, especially when John Byrne was doing it, I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's just. I like guess I think it's though. probably just more saturated now. Yeah. Probably because the inks and stuff don't cost as much. Um, so. Speaking of John Byrne, mm, this is my favorite subject, by the way, guys. Uh, I will post a picture up on the Facebook page. John Byrne apparently gender bent both of these characters. In 1975, long before the whole gender-bending craze even started. Did a fan ask him to do that or something? Nope. It's in in Foom Magazine. Ah, which they might be reviving a little bit. I will post that later today. Cool. I just found it yesterday. He's a weirdo, John Bell. So as they're going through the air airport, which apparently has a tram. Most do. Or most big airports. Even Australia has, like, trains at airports, and we're we're backwards. Not in Connecticut, so Uh, I've never seen it before. Okay, big airports do. I'm I'm not being... There's no diss there. It's just like most airports (laughs) do. It has Um, security cameras, like that one panel. Um... Shang-Chi's giving them a rundown about information in the contract, blah, 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 and then Danny just randomly blurts out 10. Shang-Chi's like, pardon? Back in the tarmac, I took down 10 of those sign guys. Sight, sure. He's like, Danny, you're such a child. How no, many did you take down as he's <laughs> busting through the tram window with both iron fist buttons? I take no pleasure in this, Daniel. There is no honor in reveling the number who have fallen by my hand. Yes, Daniel. Don't well, a that's child. a big difference between their characters. Danny fights because he's a warrior. He was raised that way. Like, he enjoys fighting. It's an yeah. act that he likes taking part in. Shang-Chi is skilled, but he doesn't do it for the sake of it. Also, um, uh, Danny's got both fists glowing now. Yeah. Yeah, he's smashing up. through everything. He's smashed into a train. Like, sure, broken glass off. everywhere. Of Cultist pulls open the tram door and jumps as Danny's saying, don't do it! And then he's like, oh, he did it! (laughs) 
as they both jump also from the tram in the rain, highlighted in different colors. Fantastic panel. Beautiful panel. Oh, yeah. I'd get that as a tramp stamp. <laughs> uh, snap. Cultist has broke his leg, and I hope that piece of tubing is not coming out from under those pants. Anyways, oh. he steadies himself, smashes through a glass. Actually, that's got a certain type of name. The weird glass windows on tops of buildings Skylight. that Superman punches Batman. Skylights. <laughs> yeah. Did you see no. that? Dude broke his leg in that jump. Broke his leg, but kept going. The Sears hold over the site is powerful. He would have them dead before he would release them. They are his prisoners, as they are now both jumping down through that said skylight. And they land a lot more gracefully than uh, Thwomp and Snap guy. That's another in the gorgeous page. panel. Yes, another fantastic panel there. Just the silhouettes and the light from the skylight. Uh, greenish blue fading to fire red. Yeah. Daredevil and Black Widow panel right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> It really yeah. is. And then under said skylight, guess what's going on? The meeting it's the of Sears the fight. So they literally have jumped right into the fire. And Mr. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Partially Crippled is, Master, I brought you the Iron Fist as you commanded. I pray you are pleased. You have done well. You may rest now. This guy, Danny's, yeah, he looks a bit Danny's off. like saying, <laughs> oh, crap. And Shang-Chi's facial expression is priceless right there. <laughs> it's like, yep, yeah, we just got cat and mouse. Yep. And this dude has some long, gnarly fingernails, I'll point out. Well, uh, dude is gnarly. He's got nipple rings, nose rings. Looks like he's he got has slime. Good scrubbing. He does have slime. And he has fangs. And as bracelets. Well. I mean, like Wonder, Wonder Woman gauntlet things. He's a, he's a nasty scab man. And glowing yeah. lava eyeballs. Let's not forget that. Nasty yeah, scab man. Him. Okay, that's what we're going to call him from now on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,. Daddy's like, you know, why don't you just sit down, let these people go, and told us who hired you, and he's like, you know, uh, we were hired to kill you, not come after you. So he's pretty much just lured me in to kill him. Uh, Danny and Shang-Chi uh, both start fighting. Danny makes a reference that he used to wear white too, and he had a hell of a time keeping it clean, though. And then, again, I get reminded that he's possessed by Agamotto right now. So all of this try not to think about this. <laughs> Because that's the white outfit. Uh, that's what I associate the white outfit Me with, too. though, because he got it when he got possessed. So, um, anyway. Uh, so he's Spider-Man equipping here, totally. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty this much. This is all over. You have to let me know how, you, how your cloak-washing secrets. They're so white. And Shang-Chi gets on him about that. Yeah. Daniel, must you always talk so much when you fight? Yeah, it's a bad habit. Luke claims it's to hide how... And then he gets swamped and touched again, and oh damn it! So we don't know why he's using it to hide what yet. Yeah, I was going to say, why does he? It, I, I feel like it will come up as a plot point. Yeah. Um, later on, I mean, I I say that I feel like that ever since he said it like five seconds ago. So that wasn't my original inkling. I was just annoyed, but yeah. So. So Scabby is going. now. Scabby's coming for Iron Fist. He's got, like, his hand on fire or something's going on there. Iron yeah. Fist is being restrained by multiple cultists. And next page, Shang-Chi sneaks in a right uppercut. And what's flying off of that guy, I don't even want to think about. Possibly pus. Oh. And now they're just getting swarmed by the various... Scabby's on the ground. He's also wearing a dress. There's too many. I can't shake them. Shang-Chi, I have no quarrel with you. You attack my friend. We have a quarrel. Every kung fu movie on the planet right there. <laughs> Did not one panel. Maybe maybe minus the nasty scab man. But, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> be it. Then your fate shall be the same as his. And uh, scab no. is touching Shang-Chi with his orange electrical hand. Danny screams, no. Shang-Chi screams, arg. 
fire. It looks like his no. face yeah, gets face burned off or fire. It does look like that, yeah. Scabby pulled the Ghost Rider, gave him the pen in his hand. <laughs> There's a great picture. I just want to point out. There's a great picture where Taskmaster looks at Ghost Rider. Because you know how Taskmaster copies everyone's fighting son. He looks at him. He's copying his fighting son. He just pulls off his hood and lights his head on fire. With a match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. What the hell issue is that? It's not an issue. It's just someone drew it. <laughs> um, it was really funny. I'll try to find it. I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway, let's continue. So now the cultists have pulled Danny down to the ground. He's on his knees. And Scabby is saying, before I take your life, I was asked to deliver a message to you. And he gets right up in uh, Danny's face. And Danny's got this puss on him. And he's like, you're a dead man. You hear me? Dead. And then he licks his lips. All scabby. Scabby's licking his licks, lips and his, his chiclet yeah. teeth. Going, no, I don't think so. Chosen, oh, wants you to know that you accomplished nothing. Whatever. And Lushi. <laughs> well, uh, let's may talk. have completed the trial of the seven masters, but it was a du- duplicitous, duplicitous victory. It was important to him that before you die, you know that Chosen has rec- will reclaim Kun Laden. And he will do everything to ensure that you are discredited, that you are forgotten. Goodbye, Daniel Rand. As Scabby's pulling back his right fist, charged with some other weird orange energy. And from out of nowhere, a hand stops it going, no! And we get a look at Shang-Chi with now glowing orange eyeballs also. Please, Lapmaster, let me be the one to take Iron Fist's life. And Chosen's, or not Chosen, Scabby's in the background, grinning, Iron Fist still held down in the front, to be concluded. Yeah, so yeah, to be concluded, so this will be a two-parter. And yeah, yeah. Shang-Chi's mind control, Danny's going to fight him, break him out of it, and they're going to take out the bad guy. Unless they kill off Shang-Chi, which will surprise everyone, but that would be lame, so. And yeah, Chosen, I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why hasn't someone killed him yet? Like he's a great antagonist, though. Like I mean, I'm butt. enjoying him. He's just—I know he's the bull champion, but he's such a snake. He's, um, yeah, I can't wait till someone kills that guy. I'm surprised he hasn't been executed already, but whatever. And we're not going to um, go into it, but we get the sneak peek of next month's cover, and Jesus. Oh, I keep forgetting. Guy's talent is sick. Yeah, I do. I really like the next cover as well. Yeah. Um, and you'll both be happy. Neither have facial hair. Yeah. Now, oh, I, I dig the facial hair. I thought it was awesome. I just didn't I like the stubble. I just I don't know. <coughs> so, uh, before we go in... Yeah, actually... So, out of the letters page, I read through that. Uh, the most interesting thing that took out was apparently there was a Cobra Kai leg sweep that we missed out on. Oh. Um, oh, one of the big fights. Yeah, and and speaking of Karate Kid, that's getting a TV show now, so that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'll rub salt in my eyes, thanks. <laughs> but Ralph Macchio um, is going to be in, isn't he? They're both going to be in that. So yeah, they're going to be like running rival dojos, and apparently yeah. it's listed as a comedy. So that's interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, I I really enjoy that issue. The quality hasn't stepped down at all nope. after the first arc, which I, you know, I thought it might have, it might not have, but it's good to see that it didn't uh, take a dip in quality or anything. It's still just as good, and it's developing. Uh, bit disappointed, Choshin hired them, just because I wanted to get away from that and see what else they were going to do but like I am uh, that being said I am very interested to I'm, I'm interested to find out who this scab man is yeah honestly. he's the seer obviously well yeah, I know he's the seer like but like who's that him. yeah and you know maybe it'll lead to a ghost rider crossover uh, but like a good one who wants that um, Oh, who wants that? <laughs> I'm such a troll to you guys. 
<laughs> I love well, actually, I wouldn't want it if it was Danny Ketch again. Um, Maybe Hawkeye and Captain America will shoot up, show up too. Uh, who oh, wants those? I two? can have all my blondes. <laughs> Except in the movies, there none of them are blonde in the movies. Isn't that odd? <laughs> yeah, they're a real thing with changing hair in all these movies, can't, don't they? Can't have that. They try make peroxide in it. They tried putting uh like red hair dye or a red wig on Charlie Cox and it just looked really bad apparently, so that's why yeah. he doesn't have red hair. Um but yeah, Lois well, Lane's hair colours changed, sort of. Um, I guess should, as long as they don't make like Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent like a blonde head, then we should be fine. No, Danny's. Yeah, no, good issue. I love the I love the airport sequence. Yep. Despite the real confusing stuff going on in that double page spread. Like, yeah. <laughs> for the for the most part, this one. I mean, it's still continuing the story because we got chosen in there. Or Choshin, yeah. or however you want to say it. Uh, but this issue is really more of a setup for what's about to go down. But it still it flows nice. Uh, it's not a disappointment. The art's fantastic. The coloring's fantastic. Uh, the panel layout is just incredible, as always with this team. Yeah, this 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 issue, these two issues are probably going to feel like a bit of a standalone arc. But like obviously, there's the threads of uh, the previous that. arc. Rebecca, you did some research, and this one is outselling both Jessica Jones and Luke Cage's solos, right? This specific issue? No, this run. Oh, the run. Right, right. Rebecca may have stepped away. Well, while she's away, uh, how does it rank on the Marvel lists? Unfortunately, anyway, I don't know about the most of the Marvel lists. I don't look at that. I just know. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, it's still not shooting out um, huge numbers. Are any of them shooting out huge numbers, though? No, they're all, I think, like bordering the 20,000 area, which is not a lot, to be honest with you. Well, I, I, don't, heard, yeah. I don't know if those numbers include uh, electronic sales or not. I don't know if that's how that works. The, in terms of physical comics, they're kind of being done in by DC now, aren't they? Um, which is kind of ironic when you consider the movie situation. But I yeah. guess my impression is that they're struggling a bit um, with all their, like, even their big titles aren't doing that well. I don't know on um, that one. I guess, yeah, I hope, I hope Iron Fist is up there with the big titles, but I doubt it. But it would be, you know, I'd, I want this book to sell so we can keep getting it. Because it's <laughs> yeah, awesome. It be nice. Um, I guess until Rebecca gets back, I guess I'll just keep rambling. Um, but I'll ramble on topic this time. So, yeah. Well, I actually yeah. have to go to work, so I got to log you, off. You going right now? Yep. Damn. Unless you want to find me a new job after I get fired. Yeah, no, sure. Um, come work for me. All right, so we are signing off. Thanks for being with us. Next well, week, we're probably going to be doing Iron Fist 2. Fists. The immortal <laughs> Iron Fists. Cool. See you. Adios. Okay, so... Um, Rebecca's still here. We just can't hear her because something's gone wonky with Skype, which I'm sure is shocking to everyone listening because we all know Skype is a fantastic, absolutely magnificent, flawless program where nothing ever goes wrong. Please stand by while we fix some of these issues and get this amazing show back on track.
your mic's doing that thing again it was doing last time. Oh, is it? Sorry. Yeah. Next time. No, no worries. Next time I'll use I'll, the other headset right from the start. I'll, I'll just put in. Yeah, I'll just put in a warning right now, dear listeners, that the mic's going a bit crazy, but we're determined to finish off the episode, so bear with us for five minutes or yeah, so. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So the sales numbers. Uh, yeah, fill us in on that. Um, I'll I'll link uh, the article I read it from. Um, to the group. Basically, what they were saying is that, yeah, of the newly released titles, so just this batch of Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and obviously Luke Cage has had less issues, but Iron Fist is selling a few thousand more than the other two. It was interesting, because I thought Jessica Jones would probably be the highest seller, because it's Bendis and blah, 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 but, um, yeah. I mean, it's not a sort of massive crowing thing, but because there's only a few thousand in it. Um, they are all in the 25k range, which is not great. Um, but it's not that unusual for some of the Marvel titles. Um, and obviously they're still going into Legacy with all three of them. So yeah. we know they're safe fully at least to the end of the year, so, which is good. I mean, the whole Legacy push, if anything, has meant that they're safe. Um, and what else are we going to say about the sales? Um, yeah, well, you're right. I mean, like, there's a lot of DC comics that aren't selling great either. It's kind of hard to compare them. I think it's just like Marvel, Marvel big ones still sell over 100k. Batman still sells over okay. 100k. Um, but they drop down quite rapidly. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty good news for Iron Fist because, like, you know, I, I went into looking at the numbers thinking, oh, here we go. Um, but actually not too bad, and you know, I was surprised that it's slightly better than Jessica Jones. I'm not sure there's anything to be like woohoo about because they're very similar figures, and it probably shows yeah. people interested in in the street heroes are interested in the street heroes. It's still nice to see though, because like Iron Fist in public consciousness is still yeah, you know, I guess might be a bit mixed. And also, what and it's saying is um, they only reflect sales to comic shops in America. So they're not actual people buying the comics, they're the ones that Marvel sells for the comics. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anything digital, doesn't include any of the ones you've bought, doesn't include any of the ones I've bought. We don't count in those numbers because we're not in America. It's just what, what Diamond has. So like Diamond UK, Diamond, or I assume Diamond Australia covers Australia. Um, none of those figures are... And so only Marvel knows those numbers. So every time you see a Marvel editor or... Big Wig come out and say you have no idea what these things are selling. That's why we have no idea what the business are. Okay. So. I mean, I'm still happy that this series is getting a lot of positive buzz because obviously the quality of this series is getting, you know. I agree. A bit I think of it's had a lot word of mouth. Positive buzz than the Pam and Iron Fist, which I know a lot of people really love. I mean, and we like. Um, but yeah. It's nice because it's like it's nice when you change the team and we didn't know. We didn't know how many issues we were going to be going into, and um, and it's genuinely enjoyable. And it is beautiful. So I mean, I'll I'll just say with every Iron Fist run, but Immortal Iron Fist, I've always heard like people with mixed opinions, but with this Iron Fist run, everyone just seems to love it, you know. So agreed, and, right. and we have to remember, Immortal didn't sell great either. Like yeah, I, I mean it, it didn't. Comics just don't sell great until because yeah. they sell better in trade because comics are now expensive and buying single issues is pricey and a lot of people would rather just get them with trades. Yeah, and and now that the, now that the series gone out of that first arc as well, it does even with this story, it does feel like they're going very back to the seventies Iron Fist style. Yeah. Just without the uh, big melodrama, <laughs> it was personal life that yeah. always went on. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it it's really nice for that. It it definitely does remind me of the old Iron Fist stuff. Um, yeah. It's it's nearly perfect, nearly perfect. If it was perfect, it would also have the immortal Iron Fist pulp '30s stuff going on. But we can't have everything because it would be a bit cluttered, wouldn't it? So. Oh, and I'm still on board for whatever ongoing story Brisson is trying to tell us. Oh, definitely. I am I am completely hooked. Uh, I love it. And I don't even yep. find it weird to have Iron Fist going on at the same time. But I thought no, I, would, I don't either. But I thought I'd be like, oh, we're not referencing A in this comic, and oh, we're not referencing what's... I, I just... To me, it's just the two different things, and I'm loving them both. 
Yeah, and they're, they're, I guess if you're that obsessed with continuity, they're just they are just happening at different points in time. Exactly. You know, Iron Fist would most likely be after this, I would say. I, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, because he's a lot happier in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, Iron Fist's number two comes out this week, doesn't it? Yeah. So we'll be doing that next. Which I didn't know at first. So it looks like. Uh, for- which does explain why the trade's coming out in January. Because I was yes. just like, oh, if it finishes in December and then the trade's out in January, that's a bit weird because, like, why wouldn't anyone wait for the trade? But it's going to be fortnightly. So it'll be over quite quickly, but then we'll have the, the trade. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to add about this issue? Uh, no, I think I uh, have said everything I can about it. Alright, fantastic. Sorry again, guys, about the technical issues. Uh, it just happens sometimes, and I'll try and edit out as much of it as I can, but uh, some noises might just be impossible to edit out. So, But, yeah, we'll see how we go. And, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. May your fists become unto, like, a thing of iron that you can punch mind control people with. And... Take care. Peace. Bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are, our YouTube, Connor Carl, just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Artist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. And I would like to thank Thomas Tissot for letting us use his Iron Fist theme song for the start of our show. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening.